So we are this month on a series entitled What the World Needs Now. And you can finish that. What the world needs now is what? Love. Love, 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 love. Love, love, love. And I mentioned to you last week that um, there are truths in God's Word that have to be a part of us and working in us, living and, and moving and operating in our lives for us to be the recipients of what we've talked about from our Vision Sunday and, and on, um, or actually through the month of January, talking about um, perfect and complete lacking in nothing. Living our lives lacking in nothing. That is the plan of God for your life, to lack in nothing. And I believe that the love of God and understanding the love of God is vital. We talked about it last week. We, we kind of hit one part of it. Um, and uh, today I've got something else along that line that I want to share and, and I want you to see regarding the love of God. A lot of times we talk about, you know, because the Bible talks about walking in love with people. And, and yet, there's, there's, a, there's a number of prerequisites to being able to walk in love with people. We talk a lot about walking in love with individual people. But there, there's a lot involved in our lives that has to be lined up for us to be able to effectively walk in love. And so we talk about that love walk with other, with other people, but I, th I feel like today we're going to look at, at three different truths that empower us to walk in love. Sometimes you can miss these things, and Jesus is really clear about it. You know, 1 John 4, 8 says that God is love. God doesn't God doesn't just love or he doesn't just walk in love. God is love. And, and so, you know, in our lives, we've got to understand that and, and see how that we're to, to live and operate in our life. And really what it is is that we're to imitate him. We're to, to imitate who he is. Not what he does, but who he is. And so... I gave you a, a, a phrase and a statement uh, last week, the last couple of weeks, um, and it is how a person treats me is a reflection of them. How I respond is a reflection of me. <clears throat> and I'll just say this, and this is kind of where we're going today. If somebody does something that I don't like and my response is negative, there's something up with me. There's something in my life, there's an issue in my life that is not right. There's things about how I view myself that are not right. And today, that's kind of the direction that we're going in. We're not just talking about how we respond and, and, and all this in the light of what others do to us. We're not just going in that direction. Today, we're looking at ourselves because actually, in the scriptures that we've read and that we're going to read today, Jesus talks a lot about how we love ourselves. He talks a lot about it, actually. And in um, John 13, and we read this last week, 
In John 13, 34, Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you. We're going to look at today about how we love ourselves, and we're going to look at how he loved us. We're going to look at how we love ourselves, but we're going to look also at how he loved us. He said, a new commandment, not an option, I give to you. That you love one another as I have loved you. I'm going to say it like this. If you don't know how God has loved you, you're not going to love other people. Just plain and simple. You're not going to love people when you don't know how he loved you. you. Not just that he loved you, but how he loved you. You're not going to love people. You're not. Not. At all. You won't love people if you don't know how he loved you. Then he said that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. But you won't love one another if you don't know how he loved you. You won't love each other and walk in love with each other. And last week I talked about that he wasn't talking about the world here. He was talking about fellow believers. You will not walk in love with other people if you don't know how he loved you. John 15 and verse 9. We read this last week also. Jesus said, as the Father loved me, Jesus knew how much and how the Father loved him. I also have loved you. We see the first thing that must happen in our lives is we need to know the Father's love. Jesus said, as the Father loved me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments And I abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Today what what my emphasis is on and what we're focusing on is how he's loved me, how he's loved you. When I understand how Jesus has loved me, then I can walk in love with other people and it's not something that's difficult or hard. John 3.16 For God so loved the world, God so loved the world, God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world. God so loved Burt Wimberley. God so loved you. God so loved you that he gave. How did God love me? How does God love me? By giving. God loves me by giving. 
Think about the giving in your life. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive, but yet, if we've got a worldly mentality that's not been renewed by the Word of God, we're more concerned about receiving than giving. So I'm just saying today, one of the ways, not the only way, but one of the ways that we learn how much God has loved us is by learning how to give. In every way. Learning how to give in every single way in life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He set it up that way. And actually the Bible says he set it up like that before the foundation of the world. Before you were, before you were even thought about, he set it up for Jesus to die for you. I'm saying today, God loved you so much before you even were that he gave the best of heaven. It says in, I think it's Hebrews 12, that says, the joy that was set before him Jesus did, he endured the cross. The joy that was set before him caused him to endure the affliction and the pain and the suffering and the things that he was going to enter into. The joy that was set before him. And who was that? You and me. I've got to understand how much that he loved me. That's the key to me loving you ever thought, you know, when you hear messages, and we've taught many of them on walking in love, and have you ever thought about the fact that um, the things that you know you need to walk in love in and the people you need to walk in love with, <laughs> you don't want to. I mean, don't lie to me. I'm telling you, you don't want to walk in love with people that you need to be walking in love with. You don't want to. <laughs> That's just the way mankind is. That's the way humankind is. We, we don't want to walk in love with the people that God is instructing us to walk in love with. That's why if you're trying to walk in love with people, you won't do it. But if you understand how much he loved you, and you're empowered with that understanding, you'll walk in love. You'll absolutely walk in love. In Matthew 22, <clears throat> Jesus said this. And I wanna, I'm going to kind of camp on this just for a moment today. Jesus said in Matthew 22 and verse 37, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor, in other words, as you love yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. All the other commandments are fulfilled in these two right here. But today, I'm going to tell you that I see three here. And 
as you're reading here, I see three commandments, and they go one, three, two. Number one, I shall love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my mind, and with all my, with all my soul and mind. First commandment. And the second, I'm going to say is, not changing it because I'm just reading what's already written here. I'm just kind of throwing something in here to get you to think about. But the second is loving myself. And the third is loving my neighbor. But you'll never love your neighbor, which is everybody else other than you, if you don't love yourself. Three commandments. Love God with everything in me. Love myself. Because if I'm learning to love God with everything that's in me, I'm developing a relationship with Him and I'm learning how He loved me. And the more I learn how much He loved me, I can love myself. And, and I'll just tell you, loving God because you know that He's loved you is a pretty amazing thing. Most people are hung up on their mistakes. I'll say it like this. I've come to find out because in things that I preach like this, I do a lot of study. I do a lot of praying and asking God, you know, what, what is the key? There's, there's something about this message today that, I, I, I mean, I think it's talked about at times, but I think sometimes it's talked about in a way that um, it's almost like we can't grasp. But I'll just take myself. Where I'm not loving, it's because I don't like myself. Anybody that I'm not loving, that I'm not walking in love, remember the, the first verse we read, 1 John 4, 8? And, and 1 John 4, 8, the whole, the whole verse says, um, he who does not love does not know God, because God's love. So where you're not walking in love, it's because you don't know God. But I'm saying today and adding to this from this passage of Scripture that <clears throat> we don't walk in love with people because we don't like ourselves. Now, to admit that the reason I'm being ugly to these people is because I don't like me, well, we're not going to admit that. Huh? No, it's what they did. Well, you know, yeah, but they did this, but they did, but, but, but I'm saying. Here's Jesus hanging on the cross. Think about everything he went through. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Why? He was so comfortable in himself like this. I mean, nails. Blood, stuff, emotion, 
a crown of thorns digging down into his brain and blood just pouring down. He's up here. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. It wasn't just because he was the most spectacular person that ever lived on planet Earth. Not just because of that. It's because he knew who he was. And we just read, the way Father loved me, that's the way I love you. When I have a relationship with God and I'm realizing that God loves me like I am, you know what that looks like? It looks like this. There are days when maybe I do something or say something I shouldn't say. God still loves me. There are years past when I made mistakes and did things that I shouldn't have done. God still loves me. There are things in my life that the enemy lies to me, you about. He lies to us and tells us that he still loves us. No matter what we've ever done, no matter whatever, what mistakes we've ever made, he still loves us. No matter what we struggle with in life, we struggle in issues and situations in, in, uh, because of maybe our upbringing. We think things about God still loves me just like I am. And when I understand that he accepts me like me and my mistakes, man, I can turn around and love people in their mistakes. See, when I need, when I need to de demand my rights about things because of what other people have done, when I need to demand my rights is because I don't love myself. I don't like myself. I don't like things about myself. I know there are things that are not right about me, but I don't like them. And there's only one sure fix for you and I on planet Earth. And it's a relationship with God the Father. No other relationship. A relationship with God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ by the person of the Holy Spirit. I'll say it again. There's no fix in life through anybody or anything else except a relationship with God the Father but through the Lord Jesus Christ by the person of the Holy Spirit revealing to me how much God loves me. I said this to you, I think, a couple of weeks ago. I've heard other people say this, but I've finally come to the place where I really believe this. I am absolutely God's favorite. Ah, and I can say it, and I mean it. I am absolutely God's favorite human being on planet Earth. Woo! What'd you say? Me too. Me too. Come on, say it. Me too. Yeah, I mean, but that's what we have to believe so we don't looking we're not mad at other people I mean it doesn't matter but there's something internally that suffers in humanity and it's that I could be loved 
that much by somebody. That I could actually, somebody would actually call me their favorite. People suffer. They suffer with that. That, pe- that, that somebody could actually say. And, and, and I'm telling you, you stay in a place where you're developing a relationship with God. And you know, we talk around here about relationships and daily routines and development and those kind of things. That's where the relationship comes from. But you stay with that and you never quit. And you'll hear those words from the Father. I've heard them. I know. And, and, and when you hear those words, the devil will work overtime to convince you that that's not true. I mean, he will work. I mean, he'll pull every stop out. So see, I just exposed myself. I just let you know that the favorite person of God on planet Earth is right here behind the pulpit. <laughs> so what does that mean? You know, that means, you know, attacks, come, stuff, thought, all that kind of stuff. That's just part of it. That's the world we live in. When you cross over to the other side... And you're not on planet earth anymore. There won't be any of those kind of thoughts. No resistance to your faith. This side, we have to battle it all the time. And the devil's trying to convince you that God is more concerned about the mistakes you've made than how he created you. I'm telling you, he didn't make a mistake in when he created you. And we've all been created by him. And he is so pleased with you. He just wants you to be pleased with you. And when you become pleased with you, then, man, the walking in love thing that, you know, I mean, man, it was, it was preached, it's been preached really hard almost with a lot of sweat and spitting about how we need to walk in love. But you never will when you don't like you. But just take a deep breath. And when you exhale, say, that's right. If you don't like and love you, you're not going to like and love anybody else. I mean, you'll, you know, somebody that's not too bad, you can get through it, you know. But man, when somebody's doing something that you don't like, woo, wow. But the key to it is me. The whole key is me. I've got to love me. And that's a full-time job to learn to develop when you don't love yourself. And every one of us don't love ourselves in some form or another. So don't think, well, I'm just one of those that don't. No, everybody. You have to grow in this. You have to grow and develop. That's why we read scriptures to talk about it. This next passage I'm going to read. My wife and I were honored to do a marriage seminar down on the on the island down in South Padre Island this last couple of days and uh, just got to share our hearts um, with these married couples and I thought of something that really struck me because I knew what or how or what I was going to share today and something really struck me in this passage and it's about husbands loving your wives. And actually this passage, we talked about it in our seminar, this passage really isn't about husband and wife. It's about Christ and the church. 
It's, it's really about, so in other words, when a husband knows the relationship that he has with Jesus and how much Jesus loves him, then he'll love his wife. It's not the example here is husband and wife and we're trying to fit in Jesus in the church. No, he used the, he used the relationship between husband and wife to demonstrate what he's trying to accomplish in Jesus in the church. And he said this in verse um, 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. Remember, the church is you. When you read that, the church is you. It's us, but it's you. I'll just say this. The church is you first, and then it's us, because if it's not you first, then you're not going to be a part of it. Well, it's just the church. No, it's you. Watch, I'm going to read it now. Husbands, here's your example. You love your wife as good as you can. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Love your wife when she acts good. Love your wife when she does everything you tell her to. I'll stop with that. No. <clears throat> you love your wife... Just as Christ also loved you. He's talking to the husband. Yeah, but I don't know how that is. And, you know, I'm just mad at this. And if she did, see, if you're blaming your wife for something, there's things about you you don't like and love. That's what I'm saying. See, that, 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 that's why I'm telling you we have to look. How many in here want answers? I want answers. I just want to read scripture, I want answers. Right? I don't want to just go through the motions of it. I, I want answers now. Right? And I'm telling you, this is an answer. But the deal with the answer has to do with, I've got to do something to gain it. And in our little marriage seminar that we did um, this last couple of days, I kept, tell, I kept making this comment to the people. And, and I had, we had a little Q&A and some people asked a couple of questions. And and I, and, but I made the point to them that, you know, a lot of times we just want something fixed. We want to fix it. Yeah, but, I, but, but that's not the answer I wanted you to give me. I wanted you to tell me how to fix it. I just did. But the fix it part, it's kind of like, okay, you got a flat tire on your car out there. Well, I, I don't know how to fix a flat. Okay, there's a jack, right? There's a lug wrench, and then there's some muscle. And you take the tire off. If you have a spare, you put it on. You go get the other one fixed. You do whatever, but this is how you do it. Okay, and so you get a chair and go sit out there and just stare at your tire. <laughs> That's not the answer I wanted. Okay, but I just told you how to do it. I'm saying he's telling us how to get to this point that walking in love is not a labor. Hold, hold your hat. It's a privilege. To walk in love is a privilege. When you know who you are, when you love you, it's a privilege because now you're loved, you're good, you're protected, you live in a safe place, you know who you are because of him, 
and now you're able to emulate to others how he loves you. To me, that's the key. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves you. And he gave himself for you that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church. See, he's not talking about the wife. He's talking about the church when it relates to him. But he's telling the husband the way you've learned from me how much I love you because everybody sitting in here today is the bride of Christ. All you men say, I'm a bride. Some circles you get beat up for that. Anyway. <clears throat> I'm saying we're all brides. He's talking about when Jesus is talking, when Paul's saying what Jesus said here, Jesus is talking about his church that he loved. That's me. And as a husband, I'm to emulate the way he loved me in loving her, but I can't love her the way he loved me if I don't believe he loved me. And I don't understand it, and I don't love myself the way he tells me to love him. Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. I'll say it again. He who loves his wife loves himself. Why? Because he knows how much God loves him. To me, <clears throat> the way I just presented that to you, had I known that in my life 30 years ago, it would have saved me a lot of issues of trying to figure God out. If I'd, understand, if I'd understood this, what I'm telling you, over time it's evolved in my life, but I had to understand this in the beginning, and yet it just doesn't work that way, it has to evolve in us. We have to believe how vital that it is that we know that God loves us, that we're special, we're his favorite. There's not anything I've ever done or ever will do that would cause him not to love me. And the more I become convinced of that, then I can just treat other people the same way. Then the issue is not about focusing and trying to force the issue of being nice to somebody. Because it's not just about being nice. And actually, <clears throat> today, <clears throat> in 1 Corinthians 13, which is the love chapter, and I've preached it most of the time through the years from the perspective of how you treat other people. But today I'm giving you a little bit different twist. Today I'm going to read it like this. 
when I love myself, I'm kind. When I love myself, I don't envy. When I love myself, I don't parade myself. When I love myself, I'm not puffed up. I'm not rude. I don't seek my own when I love myself. You see, the difference is not trying to not seek what just pertains to me. It's not trying to do that. But when I love myself and I know how much he loved me and I know the way he loved me, man, my goodness, I don't have to be rude another day in my life. When I love myself, I'm not provoked. When I love myself, I don't think evil of anybody. Why? I don't have time because I'm, I'm so loved that I'm loving and I don't have time to think evil. When I love myself, I don't rejoice when something bad happens to somebody else. Actually, I want to help others get over their stuff. When I love myself, when I know how much he's loved me, when I love myself, then I, I want to help people do that. I don't want to see bad coming to people. I don't want to be part of something that stirs something up with, a, with somebody else or someone else's life. I don't want to be caught finding myself doing and saying things. I, I want to be part of the answer. But only when I love myself. Only when I love myself. And I know how much he loves me because there lies my security. There lies my confidence. There is the, it's, it's the, it's the source. It's what I've plugged into. You see, I'm plugged into the fact that, man, I'm his favorite. He, he's, he's, not, he's not going through the checklist and all these things. And I think subconsciously, many times, we, we, we don't like ourselves because of the mistakes we made. And I tell you, the devil works overtime to remind you of how bad you've been. But I tell you today, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm loved by God because he's love. Not because I've done it all right. I'm loved by God because he's love and he just, all he knows how to do is love. When he looks at me, oh, love, 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 love. When he looks at you, it's just love. Just, you know, those, those emojis with the, Love hearts in the eyes. When he sees you, it's just heart, heart, love, love. He just loves. He, that's all he knows is love. Man, some people have portrayed God as being a really mean, mean monger. Ugly, mean, carries a big stick, two of them. If it didn't get you with the one, it hit you the other. No, he's just love. And you realize... If you don't accept it, you don't walk in it, you don't understand it, you don't live in it, then it won't work for you. Even though that's the way he sees you, it won't work for you because of your perception. That's where the issues are in the love walk. The main issues in the love walk. I don't love myself, and I don't understand how much God has loved me.
because the last part of that verse in 1 Corinthians 13 says this. When I love myself, I bear all things. When I love myself and I know how much God loves me, I believe all things. When I love myself and know how much God loves me, I hope all things. And when I love myself and know how much God has loved me, I will endure through anything. In other words, no quit is in me. It's not in my vocabulary. I don't quit. Why? Because how can you quit when you've understood the secret to life? And understood the secret to you being liberated in your soul of things. There lies our answers. <clears throat> I'm just going to cut this a little short today and we'll pick it up next week. <clears throat> but I want to read something that Jesus said to Peter. Some of the last things that he said to Peter. And it's found in John 21 and verse 15. And I just want to read this passage. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with that. So when they had eaten breakfast, verse 15, when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Peter says to him, yes, Lord, you, you, you know that I love you. This is just amazing. Mm. Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, then feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, then tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. <laughs> but you know what Peter didn't say? You know what Peter didn't say? He didn't stand there confidently. Why? Because the devil, this is after Jesus rose from the dead. And the devil's sitting here, you just denied him. You were out there walking on water and you doubted. You did this and you did that and you did this thing and that thing. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I do. That's not what he was asking. You know what? I kind of think that the question would have stopped if he'd have said this. Peter, do you love me? Jesus, like nobody else on planet Earth, nobody. I've made some horrible mistakes, but 
you've shown me you're not looking at my mistakes, so neither am I. I love you. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And you know what Jesus was getting over to him? It would have just been one question. That's his answer. And then he said, great. Take the love you have for me and now go love people. Feed my sheep, show them. When they know how much I've loved them and what I've done for them, that's what I want you to get down inside of them so that then they will walk in the truth and know everything that I've done for them and there will be no difficulty in this process and yet this thing has been a horrible this has, been a, this has been horrible in trying to understand and implement and walk out for most people is to walk in love because they don't want to. Why? Because they don't like or love themselves because they don't know how much he loved them. I'm just telling you today what the world needs now is for people to love themselves. You remember, love isn't selfish. Because see, that statement sounds like a selfish statement. Hell, I'm just loving myself. Forget everybody else. That's not real love. What the world needs now is for you and I to love ourselves because we know how much he loved us, so he's forgiven us, so he's not holding anything against us. So I love myself. I like myself. I'm growing stronger every day. I'm knowing who I am in God on a day-to-day basis. So that I can turn around and just emulate his life. That's what the world needs now. That kind of love in operation, in manifestation, in all of our lives. How many believe it?